Welcome to the Finding Joy podcast. It's episode three, Chickens, Ducks, Lucy Lou and Sharpsburg. I'm Jerry Williams along with Rob Langer and Benji Shepard. On this episode, a couple of different segments we've got lined up for you today. Another entry into what's on your wall. And we're going to join Ken Hammock for that. Yeah, he is one of the underwriting specialists here with the Joy FM. We'll sort of explain what that is too when we find out what's on Ken's wall. But the idea is if you put something on your wall, it probably represents joy in your life. That is the whole basis of the Finding Joy podcast. We are spotlighting joy that exists in the lives of people all around us. We like to say we're on a mission to find joy wherever it happens to be, whether that's here inside the studios of the Joy FM or out and about. Right. And we've been out and about on every episode so far. Right. And we're going to head to Rob's hometown of Sharpsburg coming up. But let me just say this. I know that Christmas is coming soon and we have at the end of this episode a very special gift for you, but we don't want you to open it yet. So don't skip forward. Yeah, right, don't skip right. forward. Don't skip forward, and don't wait, you know, and, and listen through to the whole end of the episode because it's well worth it. But first things first, we are going to be joined by our new friend Ashley Wyatt, the Egg Lady, and she is from Rob's hometown of Sharpsburg, right, which is in Coweta County, kind of the southwest Metro Atlanta County. There's the incorporated part. An unincorporated part, and the incorporated part only has like 350 or so people. Really? Is that Yes, all? that's it. it. I mean, you blink and you're through the town of Sharpsburg, but there's a lot more to Sharpsburg, which is actually between Noonan and Peachtree City. I have so many people that come up to me and say, <laughs> where's Sharpsburg? When I say between Noonan and Peachtree City, ah, I get it now. One of the things we've got to sort of mention, though, Rob, before we get to Ashley's house, yes. because you mentioned she's the egg lady, she has chickens, and I met her through my having bees and her having chickens, bought some eggs from her and stuff. We found out on the drive there that Rob was... Less than excited about this particular visit because he's got kind of a fear of well, <laughs> barnyard animals in general and I mean, chickens in particular. I'm from New York City. We don't have farms in the city, you know. <laughs> you could have told us, Rob. But anyway, we uh, we kept him protected, I guess. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's get going. Let's load up in the car, head to Sharpsburg to visit Ashley the Egg Lady. So we are on our way. Another road trip with the Finding Joy podcast. Here we go. We're going to Sharpsburg to visit the Egg Lady, Ashley Wyatt. And I first met Ashley, I think I think it was through Facebook. Mm-hmm. She had commented when I first started keeping bees a little more than a year ago. She had commented that that was something that had always interested her. And so we corresponded a little bit. And as she came in and visited the station once, she never did show up at a beekeeper meeting. But she bought some honey from me. Mm-hmm. And then she started keeping chickens. So you familiar with where Ashley lives, Rob? Because that's your hometown. Yeah, it's just uh, south of where I am. It's a pretty ride through here. It is. There's a street coming up here. Yeah, there's a stop sign. And it's it. Yay! Look at that. Navigating with no GPS. Yes, Rob wow. Linger. Like the old days. We didn't have the GPS when I was your age. <laughs> we had something called the paper map. The GPS was an intestinal condition. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> 
This looks like the place. Oh yeah, I see chickens. All right. Hey. This is Ashley, this I is Rob, and this is Benji. Nice to meet you. There. Well, it's beautiful out here. Look at that big, ch is that a chicken or a rooster? I have all hens. All hens. Okay. Really? So my daughter thought maybe you'd have some roosters, having, no. having as many chickens as you have, just I for don't think protection. My, I don't think my neighbors would be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> How much land do you have out here? This is a little under an acre. Rob. You okay, man? Uh, so far, so good. <laughs> I These talked are... to my girls this morning, and I told them y'all were coming <laughs> and to behave. These are... Uh... And the girls, by girls, you mean the hens. Yeah. Right, okay. okay. <laughs> These are really rather large. They are huge. Yeah. My gosh. Wow. What sort of hens are these? So, I have some buff Orpingtons, some Cochins. Which are which? We've the... got some that are look like, uh, like the tabby orange color sort that, of that's the buff orpington okay. the yellow the cochins have the feathers on the legs they look like they're oh, walking yeah, yeah, around with okay, bell bottoms on <laughs> yeah so i have some that are black some that are barred which is the multicolor, the gray mm -hmm. dark gray black then i have two leg horns i have leg horns. so like that's an horn. actual kind of chicken this, the smaller breed right here oh, is yeah. a leghorn that does look a little bit like foghorn leghorn i do, I yeah. do say i do say it yeah does. and she's a um a, they call her a silver with her coloring oh. a silver leghorn and i have um a lakenvelder which is the black and white one okay and then i have a couple of barnyard mixes which is a kind of a crossbreed the goldish red one she's probably a mix between a Rhode Island Red and an Orpington. So how many are there here? Right now I have 12. Okay. So you ha at one point you had 19, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got um, some that were in need of adoption uh -huh. and they had to have a home. So I... my big heart said, <laughs> why not? Right. <laughs> <laughs> These are a mixture of hens and pullets and pullets are a hen that's less than a year old oh, okay they're more prone to lay more often but right now we're very scarce because on it, eggs because it gets dark so early yes okay okay they, the sound that they are making is not just like like a typical there's a little almost a they whiny chat. undertone there is. yeah now is that their their normal yes so, so we're not yes. making them nervous that's not a no. nervous noise no that's normal chicken talk <laughs> okay. so, so did you start with the white i did coop and then you had to add this on? yes the white chicken coop was a facebook marketplace buy i re-roofed it myself because it really needed it had some shingles that were coming off so pulled the old roof off and put the new one on and then we had um, a guy from church come oh. help build the chicken run. Yeah, he's very handy. He knows what he's doing. He's got chickens of his own, so called in the professional. Yeah. <laughs> so they got room to just sort of roam around and stuff. Now, do you ever let them out in the yard, too? I will let them out in a minute. Oh, okay. They'll they'll come out here. Um, you ready for this that, This is Rob? about time for them to come out. Is That's why really? they're looking at me like, are you going to let me out? <laughs> yeah, this is time for them to come out, and they, they stay out most of the day, and then they put themselves up at night. When it starts to get dark, 
they just go in. They just know, huh. you know, that they can't see well in the dark. So because of that, it's time to go. What's the xylophone for? <laughs> that is their xylophone. Do they there. play it? Yes. They really? peck at it and scratch at it, and it's entertainment for them. Wow. They like color, and they like noise. Because, believe it or not, they do get bored. You would think it's a chicken. How is it going to get bored? But right. they just kind of get restless. And, and they just get ready to make some music, and they go and do it. I do have it, a right? video somewhere of one of my chickens playing with the xylophone. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had great. to record it because I was like, nobody's ever going to believe this. Find that and, and send it that to up. us. Yeah, yeah sure. that would be great. Yeah. All right, if we walk over the place just a little bit, because there's more stuff over here. Yes, there's this, some This looks like a dog yes. crate. And then, is that, there, I see an egg. Is that this is where they a golf ball. Oh, it's a golf oh, ball, okay. okay. So, <laughs> is that to fake them out and to Don't encourage worry. them to you lay do. in there? You encourage them to lay, and sometimes they get mean with the other hens, and they peck their eggs. <gasps> so this kind of confuses them, and it makes them go oh well nothing's happening i'm not able to break it so i might as well leave it alone and the dog house has dirt in it um, because chickens take dirt baths oh okay okay yeah so these are some nesting boxes i keep out in the open when they're free ranging they can go in there if they feel like it's too far or it's too occupied over here we have the three over there and then they can nest there's three nesting boxes right here in the coop so at what point during the day do they generally tend to lay the same time of day? Yes. My leghorns, they typically lay every day, but now that the days are getting shorter, they've been laying like maybe every other day, but they always do it in the mornings. Okay. Um, and then some of them don't want to until the afternoon. Hmm. I don't know why, <laughs> but they just don't, they want to... Well, they want to get up, have a leisurely breakfast, a cup of coffee, maybe <laughs> read the paper. <laughs> and then we'll get around to laying eggs. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you grow up on a farm or? I grew up on a lake. Okay. I grew up um, here in Coweta County. And um, so I'm just a country girl. I grew up riding horses and being around farm animals and doing 4 H. Um, so. It was just kind of natural to get my kids involved in it, and do they? Uh, we all love it. So, do they do a lot of the upkeep with the chickens? My youngest, my seven-year-old, is like the chicken king. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Justice loves to come out here and collect eggs. He'll help clean. Um, I mean, they're yeah, like his little babies. Yeah, this is a lot cleaner than I have I imagined a chicken coop would be, and it it looks really nice. So let me ask you, when the weather gets chilly like it has been the last few nights here where it's getting down near freezing a couple, I think we had a couple of overnights a little below freezing. Yeah. Do you have to do anything special for them with that? No, my, the coop that they have is really sufficient for them. Well, can they all fit up in there? Yes, Okay. They wow. There's a couple bars that they can roost on and <laughs> their feathers are sufficient to keep them warm. Okay. They all huddle up together. Yeah, they look pretty fluffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah they sure do. Um, there's a couple of them that are molting, so you can see where they, they're missing some feathers, but that's normal too that for this time of year. So, well, I can let them out and um, oh, that'd be if great. nobody's 
You're going to be okay with that, Rob? Yeah, no, Rob, Rob said he was a little fr- afraid of, um, of barnyard animals. Maybe yeah. this is going to be therapy for you. I will ask Benji to mm-hmm. close yeah, we can get the, the gate. gate. Oh, sure, sure. And then um, I'll open this big door. All right. The gate is closed. And, and, they're and they're off. off. Yes, they love it. <laughs> they're like, thank you. <laughs> well, hello, ladies. And they're each named. Oh, they all have they names. All they all have names. names. Okay. Yes. What's what's the lifespan? I think it depends on their breed, but some of them can live to be about 10 years old. Really? Oh, wow. okay. No, they won't lay that whole time, will no. they? No. No, they, I think after about five or six years, um, I mean, it depletes over time. Okay, so let me ask you the hard question. After they stop laying, do you eat them? I I couldn't. Okay. Right. But um, is that I mean is that where the chickens we eat? No, not necessarily okay. because okay. there's they see they heard some me talk breeds. about eating them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are some breeds that are that are better bred for meat? eating meat. Gotcha. And okay. there's some like the leghorns that are better for laying eggs. I've had other friends that have chickens that had a, a really mean rooster and they ate him. I mean, <laughs> it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. But I really just have them for eggs and companionship. Yeah, you got to be attached to them after you know a certain amount of time. Right. You know, how could you do something like yes. I get it. I get it. Yes. Now, Ashley, did you connect with Jerry by um, hearing him talk about his honey on the air, or was that another meeting? I, th- I think. When I first got the bees that you maybe liked something or posted something on Facebook or mentioned that you, that was something that you had been interested in doing. Yes. All of this is like the simple life, like how we're supposed to live. Right. You know, everybody made their own food and grew their own food and ate eggs and honey. Yeah. And mm. so I've always just been interested in all of the above. And before I knew that Jerry was getting bees, I connected with one of the school teachers that my my kids had in elementary school, and he is a beekeeper. And so he gave me the basic, you know, this is what the lifespan is. Mm -hmm. This is how the honey is produced. And then from there, I was like, well, let me see some bees, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and this would be great education for my kids. Can we take them, you know, out there too? So we did. We all four went out to see his bees. And I was like, okay, this is way more time-consuming than I had imagined. So I have put it off. But um, we have a a community garden over here for our church, and they have hives there. And I'm trying to... um, I have to rebut the time-consuming part in relation to chickens. Because I've done a little research on chickens, and, and, and I thought... Well, I tell you what, I I jumped in with the right one first with the bees, rather because the, the chickens are daily. Mm-hmm. They I are. mean, daily. The bees are not. I think it's all glorious. It's you yeah. Know. That was something I was talking to Jerry about not too long ago. Was the fact that it's sort of miraculous when you look at the process for what bees do. Oh and yeah. That, do you get the same feeling with uh, with chickens and how they? 
you I know, do. do what they do and lay their eggs. Yeah, and... I do. I think it's really neat. Somebody posted a video on Facebook of one of their hens that was nesting, and they had a box that you could open the side of it. They filmed her laying the egg and everything. Wow. wow. It was so interesting to see how that worked, and she just went about her way like, I, that's nothing, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure the bees do the same thing. Like, this is nothing. I, I feel <laughs> like, what you know, we do. when you... When you see that sort of thing happen and when you experience what you do, it, it can be sort of a, a, you know, this moment of worship or, you know, a continuous uh, collective a of, of worship. Yeah. yeah. At what God has created and how he has set things into order. And I think it's a great learning experience for not only for you, but your kids as well. Yes, absolutely. It's marvelous. My my seven-year-old thinks that it's Easter every day. You know, <laughs> let's go see if there's any eggs. Let's go hunt for eggs. So, uh, and look at them, man. They look like they are having so much fun right now. Yeah. life is simple. They're life doing their good. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's really fun to watch them run, like full-blown run across the yard, because they kind of look like mini pterodactyls. <laughs> Just <laughs> you know, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Look at yeah, she went oh. straight through the hole. Oh, okay. I just, I <laughs> just I was going to comment she, on how it's nice and fenced, but that chicken just went right through yeah, the that's, fence. That's the leghorn. She <laughs> had a nest over there by that tree, so I wouldn't uh. be surprised if she just laid an egg over there. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, now they're all moving over that way. And they help with bug control. They, oh, but they do. Real? Okay. Yeah. Is that what they're sort of pecking at on the ground? If they don't find a yummy worm or a bug, then they... They'll eat the tops of the grass. I've seen them kind of scratch at trees looking for bugs, and they love to get around the trees because bases of trees is where bugs love to yeah, live. So, yeah. Have and, you had any problems with any kind of predators, dogs, or or uh, what, what do we have here? Coyotes? Coyotes? Or? I have a dog that protects them. Oh, I have good. him put up right now. He doesn't stay out here with them all day. I trained him because when they were little he wanted to eat them yeah but i got him used to them and his natural instinct now is just to protect mm-hmm. he'll lay with them they can peck at him and he doesn't <laughs> he's just like whatever we came out one morning and he was barking up at the tree and sure enough there was a possum up there and possums love chickens oh, raccoons okay. love chickens so um the chickens themselves or the eggs the yes. chickens themselves. Oh, wow. Yes. But we set out a trap and re- relocated it about a mile away so that it could make its home somewhere else. Yeah. But Now, you mentioned that the church that you go to has hives. You can say which church yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I'm a member of Crossroads Church. Okay. Oh, okay. Which is one of the larger churches here in Coweta County. I lead in a cancer care ministry. Um, oh, I didn't know that. So really? I'll be doing um, a support group starting in January. What drew you to that? As you can say, I bet there's a story there. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, so I lost both my parents to cancer. My mom when I was 12, and my dad when I was 21. So I was a caregiver, and I know how precious time is here. We don't have a lot of time with our friends and family. So just being able to give back any little bit, you know, putting a smile on somebody's face or just being able to do something for them when they're not able to do it themselves. 
and then I was diagnosed with cancer two, almost two years ago, but two years ago in February. So I have a rare non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I am a low stage, I'm a 1B. So I just, I have a, a good idea of both worlds of mm. being a caregiver and being a patient. And mm. I don't see how anybody could go through cancer uh, diagnosis or treatment without God. It is like incredible to me how you can have something that hard hits you or your family and you don't have something to grasp onto. Mm. So that's one of the one main reasons why um, I joined the cancer care ministry at the church. So what's your prognosis? It's a low stage. They just keep an eye on it. They but no no kind cure, of treatment no, or anything. No or? real good treatments or anything. Most people live the rest of their lives with it and they're fine. It's not a terminal illness right. oh, okay. or a terminal okay. cancer, yeah. yeah. So I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of like somebody that lives with an autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so beautiful out here. It is. I love this place. (laughs) Well, you guys, like, it was gloomy and cloudy, and then you guys got here, and the sun came out. It's like, woo. It was Rob's sunny disposition. We we try to bring that with us wherever we go. Now... I bought a dozen eggs from you, you did. a while back, and you told me I was your first customer. Yeah. So what I want to know is what have you been doing with your family of five, right? Yes. You're not eating all these eggs yourself. We have been. But <laughs> well, um, you told me you were, you were donating some. I did and... donate some mm-hmm. um, to friends that have helped us out. Most of the eggs just get eaten. I mean, and now they've slowed down yeah, so much. True. We've had to buy store-bought oh, eggs, and it's like, man. man, I'm cheating on my chickens. You know? but, <laughs> See, I would have thought that would have been one. Of, was there anybody in the family who was a little? I'm not too sure about this whole chicken thing. No. Okay. See, if there had been, my, my thing would have been, yeah, but we'll never have to buy eggs again. That's right. right. And then that person said, wait a minute. I was told yeah. we would right. never have to buy eggs again. No, there was no doubt because everybody loves eggs and they're like fresh eggs, yes, yeah. core. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing like it. All right, Rob, you want to go pet them? No? <laughs> will they allow you to? I will grab pet them one or and pick them up. I will pick one up for you guys so you can pet one of them. Um, some of them are more docile than the others. The leghorns are the ones that freak out the most they seem like they have that disposition yes yeah. but right now they're enjoying the compost do you guys want to walk towards yeah, them? yeah. yeah. why not let's do it they they might get a little skittish and i might have to oh who would get skittish first me or the hen? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out soon right. <laughs> so if somebody wants to hold on to this i will I got that for you. Um, They're all hanging out under the tree. They now. are, right. so I'm gonna have to kind of scatter them out a bit. Come on, ladies. And I talk to them. Hey, girl. Look at that. <laughs> there we go. Yay. We got a Which chicken. Which one is this? Lucy Lou. Lucy Lou. I'm gonna be a good girl this morning. Aww. But she is um, <laughs> very soft. I'll say. Okay. You're all right. 
You want to get in there, Rob? No, I'm just subjecting me to. What is this? See, they're being nice. Yeah. Hi, friends. You got to talk? Okay, okay. Like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> awesome. Now, you were saying earlier the foghorn might have laid an egg over there? Give the leghorn. No, the leghorn. Foghorn. <laughs> foghorn. <laughs> leghorn. Okay. foghorn. No, I yeah. say. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, they're, well, they're so small. Yeah. They're so small that they can um, fit through the holes. Fit yeah. through the holes in the fence. I'm just curious to see if, we, if she actually did. Yes, I see them over there. If you look close to the oh, yeah. tree, you can see some eggs oh, I there. Oh, see them. Okay, yeah. Eggs, yeah. Like. Oh, wow. Look at that. Wow, oh, awesome. That's their little hiding spot over there. They just... And did she just lay all of those all at once, or is that just no, less No, she probably time? laid one, and the other leghorn probably laid one. There's a couple over there. So they've been doing it for a couple of days. Oh, wow. Yeah. Have you figured... Based on everything you've had to all your expenses so far, and on the feed, and on the buying the water containers, and 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 the coop, and the chickens themselves, how much you're actually paying for a dozen eggs? Based on way all more that. than store bought. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely but over time, over time, probably that yeah. that that will start to come back down. Yeah. Right? But yes. is that why you do it though? No. Oh no. <laughs> okay. No. I think it's more of a educational experience for my kids. It teaches them to be responsible. And it was a, a really neat way for them to learn more about chickens yeah. and about the different breeds. And I mean, you had to wait like 21 weeks for an egg. It was like, come <laughs> on, are we ever gonna get some eggs? So, That's um, forever, man. Yeah. yeah, it was fun coming out every day is there an egg yet? Is there an egg yet? So when they did lay the first egg, it was kind of a big deal. It's a lot of fun. All right. Well, this has been fascinating. Yes, it has. I mean, been, we're, yeah. we're going to have to get some pictures and, and yeah. video and stuff before yeah, we go. Did, did you get that. enough chicken noise? I got some good chicken. Okay. Good. See, you survived the chickens. I did, yes. <laughs> Although, I got to tell you, I can't believe you called him a foghorn. Fog well, I had a cartoon character on my brain. You know? <laughs> After we had stopped rolling tape, Ashley said, oh, wait a minute, I have something for you. Right. And she ran into the house and she came back out and she gave us this lovely little rock that was painted and it says Joy on the front. And we'll, we'll put a photo of this up on the website at some point. It has her initials and then it says Psalm 98.4. And the hashtag Coweta Rocks. So that was that was very sweet. And I think that is something that a few people around Coweta County, Georgia, yes. will go around and place these rocks for people to find. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know if she wants us to hide that one somewhere, but I kind of want to just keep it. You yeah, know? we've got yeah. it on display here <laughs> yeah. in the studio. And I think she said it was for the studio. Okay, great. Also, in that episode, in that, in that segment, we talked about the xylophone there <laughs> yeah. in the chicken coop. None of the chickens played it for us there, but Ashley said she did have video. And so we will have that up as bonus material 
on the website before too awful long. You can't resist a chicken playing a xylophone. You know. Could be the fu- yeah, he could be a member of a uh, future worship team, you know, playing the xylophone, you know. <laughs> that could be a good gimmick for a church, that's, you know. <laughs> that's kind of a stretch though, Rob. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> oh boy. Still to come, we're going to do a what's on your wall with Ken Hammock, and we do have that special Christmas gift at the very end of this episode for you, but please Restrain yourself, yeah, and don't fast forward to it just yet. Just, That's just, right. just hang on. We don't we'll open your you. presents before Christmas. That's so right. Yeah, don't skip forward. But we know you're in the Christmas spirit already, and we just want to let you know that on the Joy FM, if you tune into the Joy FM, we are going to be starting our 100 hours of Christmas music. On Sunday, the 22nd, it's just going to be nonstop Christmas music, no talking. We all get a break so we can spend time with our families. But most important, we're going to give you the soundtrack Mm -hmm. so that you can find joy and have some great memories with your family during the Christmas season. Yeah, and if you listen to the Joy FM on your radio, you can do that, or also online at thejoyfm.com. There's lots of different ways. We've got a newly designed app that you can listen on. And you can listen with your smart speaker, too. And it's also Apple CarPlay compatible, the new app. So if you have that in your car, just plug that in, and and you're good to go with Christmas music the entire season. Coming up, it's What's on Your Wall with Ken Hammock. Okay, so starting a business where all the profit is donated to charity, it's kind of an unusual business plan. But Dara Buchinski at Epiphany is doing just that. I'm 50 years old, and I was like, I've given my life to you, but I'm giving my time to you. I'm giving every waking minute to you, however you want to use that for your glory. To hear how God is using Epiphany to raise thousands of dollars for charity, check out the latest episode of The Jewel Show podcast by going to thejoyfm.com slash jewels. So it's time for another What's on Your Wall episode where basically we invade someone's office and uh, ask them about the kind of stuff that they have on their wall and why, what the significance is. Because if you've got something on your wall in your office at work, chances are it means something to you. Exactly. And we are walking toward our friend and coworker and underwriting specialist. And all around super guy. Yes. yes. I've boosted his ego now. Yeah. His name is Ken Hammock. And there he is. Look at that look on his face. <laughs> we have a microphone we have for a him. We have something for you today, Ken. It's a microphone. All right. Mike. You guys aren't right. We're going to need this <laughs> no, back. No, we're not. We need to hold it very firmly so that we won't get a whole lot of noise. But we it. ain't okay. wrong, Ken. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I just figured I would say it. <laughs> so this is Ken's office. Now, somebody just mentioned that you were an underwriting specialist. Maybe just give us the real Reader's Digest version of what that means. Uh, In a commercial sense, it's sales. In a ministry sense, we are here to help underwrite the ministry of the Joy FM. And we do that through finding business and ministry partners. Okay, very good. So where you guys do the share each year and get donors from our listeners, I go into the commercial entities and try to get support from businesses. So so community business partners who who believe in the mission of the Joy FM and want to support us through their business. It's exciting, man. I I love what I do. You've been doing this for a long time, too. Uh, 29 years now. 29 years. You must like it. Yeah. (laughs) I keep coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He has left and come back a number of times. There are quite a few of us that have I left and came back once. Only once? Yes, just once. Are you sure? Yes. All right. (laughs) Yep. 11 years first time, 9 years second time here. All right. I think the obvious thing that you can see on Ken's wall when you walk in is there are lots of certificates on this wall right behind his desk. And what would you 
is there just well, one thing that that all of this represents well to you? some of these are certifications some of this has to do with my navy career that i i had uh, oh, yeah. uh appreciations of being involved in chambers of commerces i'm in about 11 or 12 different chambers of commerces my highlight would be 2016 i was uh named the ambassador of the year for the Cobb Chamber of Commerce, which is one of the top five chambers in the country. Wow. And for then Cobb the following and then the following year I was the chairman of the ambassadors. That's an exciting part of uh, my service to the community. So that's what most of these are. And there's another picture on this wall too, right above all those certifications and it's uh, it is a very dated Photo. Uh, that, that was a long time. With the big, uh, big uh, circles on it. That is, na- that is, uh, that's his glasses. This is Napoleon, <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. You do look like Napoleon Dynamite in that. Yes. The curly uh, hair. That's when it started. That was actually, I think, my third year of radio. I started out with a small station in Warner Robins, went to this station, and I was there six and a half years. What and station actually, was that at? It was WBML. It was an AM station, the first contemporary Christian station in Macon, Georgia. Hmm. I eventually became manager of the station and was there six and a half years. And you did so, lots of on air back in those days. I was the morning show host. It was called Coffee with Ken. How about that? Yeah, and uh, it was like a lot that. of fun. I enjoyed it's it. A, it's got a nice ring to it. Yeah, kind of like kind of like Ken's corner on the refrigerator in the break room. <laughs> Maybe we know? need to we'll, we'll stroll have to walk over, over there, there yeah. when we get done in you his guys, office real quick. Do you have anything up I've, there? I've there not, is something up there right now. Uh, is it appropriate for the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see what I what try happens. to keep it appropriate, but uh, <laughs> uh, Ken is infamous for putting things on the refrigerator, just you know, memes and cartoons and stuff and Ken I don't know if you know this but I'm responsible for printing out Ken's corner and putting it on the refrigerator I thought maybe it was Sherry or Kelsey well I I wanted to wait until we recorded this to reveal that to you surprise you know but I'm honored yes well good as you should be because you know that you keep us laughing with the stuff that you paste on the refrigerator and then you have the Pepsi clock uh, that was given to me. I uh, used to have another clock hanging up there. And you did, and I want that was I wanted to come in here and see where it was because I was really giving you the big buildup on this clock with with the guys. Well, it's on the bottom shelf down here. Does it work? Uh, yes, it works. The batteries are in it. Still, we're okay. still ticking away, we'll but I had to cover cover it up. Get over because there and grab it. It is light sensitive. I come from a big family, and my dad or mom would used to give us all the same gift. <laughs> and this is one of them. Mine is the only one that survived. Uh, it actually chirps. So really? when it gets to the top of each hour, like when it gets to 12 o'clock, the hoot owl will hoot away. The great horned and owl. All, all of them are birds, labeled there. That's and they're awesome. all labeled. So at a particular hour, that bird will sound off. So you know what hour it is. Wow. Uh, so the if we bad continue thing to is, talk to you for another 25 minutes, we yes, hear one it will go we'll, off we'll now. Um <laughs> Uh, the problem is it's light sensitive. So if some reason you leave a light on your bedroom and you have this in there at uh-huh. two o'clock in the morning, oh. you've got the black capped chickadee will go off at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so, and people will get tired of that. I well, mean, your you, office neighbors have gotten tired of that. Yeah, and that's and why you've so got it off I the eventually wall. took it off and I laid a uh, uh, something on top of it so the light will not penetrate and it goes off in the middle of the of us trying to work. And what is that? What are you doing? So. 
Well, way. there is another picture of a couple of birds that I wanted to yes. get you to tell us the story now, of, too. There are a couple of ducks in this picture. This actually is, uh, my wife is an artist, and uh, she actually painted this. And this is actual, I did not know that. This is really? actually the painting. Uh, she uh, submitted this to the National Duck Stamp Contest oh, they do yeah. every year. When you go duck hunting, you have to buy a federal duck stamp to put on your hunting license. And so they uh, accept artwork from artists all over the country. When they go through the process, you have red and green lights. And if you get at least two green lights, then it goes forward. And my wife received two green the first time. So it made it through the first round, but not the second. And it goes through about five different processes. So, mm. But anyway. That looks like it could be hanging in a gallery. Yeah, it does. does. It really does. She is so talented. She's a very good artist. Hasn't been able to do it a lot lately with with her illness. Yeah, and, you know, we saw her recently at the Christmas party. Lorraine looked really good. She is But she has been through it. She's been through a lot. In fact, and one of the things that uh, you and I talked about earlier is, is, you know, the things on my wall, it's not really about that anymore. Because if you saw what my walls used to have on them, it's really about the things that aren't on my wall. Uh, about what's going through my life right now because my wall used to have deer heads and all kinds of mounted animals and things like that and my whole life if I shared part of my testimony my whole life has been more about centered around who I am rather than what I am to my family and God really did a work in me to to take that self-centeredness away and when I did that, I began to lose some of the things that are on my wall intentionally just to get those out of my life and to become more centered on my family and what he wants me to be for them and the example he wants me to be to them. So uh, I, I enjoy what's on my wall, but to me it's the things that aren't on my wall that means more mm. because I had to get rid of them. They, they could have no more place in my life. God had to be center. My family had to come second. And one time it was me first, and then my family, and then maybe God fit in there somewhere. And that's not the case anymore. And in this past year, with Lorraine being as sick as she has been, you certainly have to drop every bit of you know concern that you have for your concerns and place all of your energy on her. And I know that that's, that's been a trying time for you. It has been, and in all of this, God has taught us. And I think that's the key word is he teaches. He has taught us to trust him. And uh, we, we're in total trust that whatever we're going through in our family, it doesn't matter whether it's me or my daughter or my son or my son-in-law or my kids. I, you know, there's 11 people in my house. Right. And, most and it's people, not been just your wife no, that's had no, it's illness. it's been multiple and, things this year, yeah, multiple yeah. things. My wife's been the most serious of those uh, because at one time we thought we were going to lose her. Uh, but God's in control. And uh, my wife has never been stronger spiritually, so it's been great. I mean, really, even though it's been trying, it's been great because God is teaching us. I'm in control. Trust me. Some of those lessons are hard, and some of them yep. we only learn because they're so difficult, and you don't want to have to repeat that. I tell whenever I go through something difficult, it's like I don't have to get. I don't have to go through this again. I'm going to learn it and, and try and get it right. And time. and the best way to do that is learn to find your joy in the Lord. And you have joy in the Lord. You can't lose that. I don't care what you face. I don't care if you're going through persecution because of his sake. You'll find joy in the Lord. It's, it's, it's in here, not here. It's joy. And for those who didn't see him, he pointed to his heart and not his head. <laughs> okay. Thanks for letting us invade your office, sure. man. Glad to be part of this family, man. 
You know, Ken talked about finding joy in the midst of the circumstances that he was dealing with with his wife, Laureen, and it's still going on to this day. And that wasn't just the only mention of finding joy in the sadness, in the hard times. You heard Ashley talk about her struggles that she had with her losing her parents to cancer mm, yeah, and her going through her own cancer battle, but yet she still finds time to help those that are dealing with their struggles. She serves in her cancer care ministry at her church. Right. And, and, you know, that just seemed to be the the underlying theme throughout this whole episode, finding joy in the midst of sadness and struggles. And, Jerry, you lost your dad yeah, just a couple of years, a couple ago. Of years ago. And mm. isn't his, his birthday is around December the 5th. Yeah, yes. December the 5th. Benji, you unfortunately very recently lost your, your stepdad. That's right. Going into this holiday season. And for me personally, it was 26 years ago, the week before Christmas, I lost my mom mm. to a long battle with lupus. You know, it can be hard to look for joy when we're faced with sadness in our lives, whether it be this time of the year, Christmas time, or or any time of the year, really. But it's in those times of despair when we really need to turn to Jesus because it's through him we will find that joy. And it's through him we will experience peace. And if you look at the scriptures, the Apostle Paul encourages us to do that in his letter to the Philippians. Philippians chapter 4, starting with verse 5. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side working with them and not against them. Help them see the master is about to arrive. He could show up at any minute. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness Everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Mm -hmm. And I I, that's the message version. I love that version because sometimes when I'm reading scriptures, I'll look at different versions and you know, I'll go, huh? But when I read (laughs) the message version, it's like hitting me in the back of the head. This is what it's all about. And I just Mm. love that that sense there. It's a sense of God's wholeness when Christ displaces the worry at the center of your life. I love that line there. Joy and happiness are are two different things. Happiness is a temporary thing, and it a lot of times is based on circumstances. But joy, on the other hand, is a feeling that's within us despite our circumstances. Whatever is going on in our lives, it's more of an attitude. And, you know, we're going to face those trials in our lives, but it's how we face those trials that will determine the joy that we have. And the way that we can do that is through a life with Jesus and relying on him to get us through those circumstances, to bring us that peace and joy, to enable to fight that. And I think for me, when I was going through that time, when mourning my mom's passing, especially around the Christmas time, surrounding myself with people that helped me focus on Jesus and find that joy that I needed to help me get through that circumstance. And maybe that's something you might need to do. You might need to surround yourself with people who will help you find joy. Mm. But maybe you might be in a situation right now where 
That's a hard thing. You don't have anybody to do that. Well, we here at the Joy FM have a way we can help you with that. We have people that are manning what we call the Joy FM's Prayer and Crisis Counseling Hotline. And it's a way for you to talk to someone, to find joy, even through the midst of your struggles, the midst of your sadness. Call this number, 877-800-PRAY. 877-800-7729. And, and let us help you find the joy in the midst of your circumstances right now. Yeah. And we'll put that number in the show notes too yeah. for you mm-hmm. if you didn't have something to jot that down with while you were listening. Something was shared with me on Facebook recently, and it was my own dad who I've not had oh, in my yeah. life since mm-hmm. 1992 when he passed. And it was a picture of my dad. Ooh. Goodness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You you see your father's eyes, you know, and you hadn't seen him. And I'm just, that's, mm-hmm. that's the image that sticks in, in my brain is, uh, you know, my dad, um, working hard at Christmas time, dressing up like Santa Claus and, and my mom taking the pictures of all the kids in LaGrange, Georgia, where I grew up, uh, sitting on my dad's lap. And he just brought so much joy to so many people and he practiced that ho 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 and he had it down he was santa you know but uh the great thing that i think we can all hang on to even though we don't have these loved ones in our lives is the fact that they brought joy to us when they were here yes Yes. and we can celebrate the fact that we had them in our lives and we will never lose the memories Mm -hmm. of our cherished loved ones this time That's of year. Right. And I think the other thing about sorrow, suffering, sadness, and, and Paul talks about this as well, is that once we have gone through that ourselves, we are then able to offer that comfort mm-hmm. to others who are going through the same thing. And there's not one of us who either haven't or will not experience sorrow at some level. That's right. something that is universal. We're all going to go through it, but we can all, because of the strength and the peace and the joy that we find in Jesus, share that comfort with one another. And sometimes that's just putting your arm around them mm. or just listening mm-hmm. to them or just crying with them. Because let's face it, there's not a lot of things that you can say sometimes when that, when that sorrow is fresh, except for to let them know that you're there. And while you might not understand exactly their specific situation, you understand that they need some joy and some peace and you can right. be there for them. Absolutely. Well, guys, coming up on the next episode of the Finding Joy podcast, we travel to Griffin, Georgia, and we talk with an old friend. I say that because he's been involved with the Joy FM and our local artist Spotlight, and he is the guy of Jason Horde Productions. Mm -hmm. He's Jason Horde, and he produces music. He makes music. He is He's music. Man. So talented. Really, my <laughs> So goodness. talented. Here's a little clip of what's to come. It was around this time of the year. It was around the Christmas season. So after it was all done, I was like, I play mandolin, and I would love to one day and then, you know, just play with you. So if that ever happens again, she knows about it. I can How go back that? and say, in 98, we talked about <laughs> that. <laughs> but knowing her, she would, not, she would remember. Like Ricky Skaggs is the same way. We played the opera recently with Ricky Skaggs. And he, yeah. he remembers saying, he was like, I remember meeting you a couple of years ago at so-and-so, and Wow. Do you, that, do you guys see how he just casually said that? He played <laughs> just, the Grand Ole Opry <laughs> with, Ricky, with Ricky, Ricky Skaggs. Skaggs. I was wondering if that name was going to come up. It was really great seeing Jason again. It had been probably 15 years or more since I had seen him last. 
Great to get reacquainted with him. Like you said, very talented. Some special things coming up in that episode, which will be available Thursday, January the 2nd. Hey, look, if you like the Finding Joy podcast, please give us a five-star rating. Leave us a review as well. If your star rating is not five, email us at findingjoypodcast at thejoyfm.com. You can also email us suggestions on a future subject for the uh, podcast. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, you can listen to the Finding Joy podcast on all of the subscription services like Apple and what do we got? Spotify, Google, Stitcher, 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 Mm -hmm. right. And also through your smart speaker as well. That's right. Make sure you enunciate. I've having a hard time getting them to play ours. <laughs> <laughs> also on our website, thejoyfm.com, make sure you click on Georgia, and then the on-air tab, scroll down, and you'll see the Finding Joy podcast. And that's where we put a lot of bonus material as well. And we'll uh, link you up to all of that in the show notes if you want to just follow a link from the podcast that you downloaded. Well, we promised you a little Christmas gift at the end of this episode, and I think it's time to unwrap yes, that. We guys. get to open it up it now? Oh, go. good. Yes. I know what it is. I peeked. <laughs> I shook it to see what it sounded like. <laughs> well, uh, this is just a little bit of what you'll hear in the episode with Jason Horde. We sat down with him at Safe House Coffee in Griffin, and he played us a few tunes, one of which is on his new Bluegrass Christmas EP, which is available at jasonhoard.com. And uh, why don't we just get to it? Two, three, one. Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas.